2020 was one for the making, man. With COVID and everything that happened, I think that people are taking it one of two ways. You got people going for their passions and people making excuses. What's your take? I'd be surprised to see the numbers of the amount of people that, because of quarantine, ended up becoming TikTok famous. Now I'm shaking off the rush. Welcome back, everybody, to episode three of the Quarter Life Crisis podcast. I'm your host, JB, here with co-host Rig, and today we've got an amazing episode for you guys. We're going to be giving 2020 a nice little wrap-up, talking about how much of a shit show it was. Maybe it wasn't. But that's what we're going to be talking to you guys about today. Riggs, what's going on? Nothing. The boys got dressed up today. We're looking nice. You know, we're wearing the the standard 2020 Zoom call outfit. We got the business up top and, uh, you know, party party on the bottom. We did. We did. We're doing it right. Riggs, actually, I've been wanting to talk to you about something in particular because me and you disagree on something big time. I have never been the kind of guy that goes out on the holidays. However, you and a couple of our other close buddies seem to disagree with me on that because you do it every year. Now, why do you sickos tend to go out on Christmas every year? Well, I think it starts with as soon as like, well, at least for me, I wasn't drinking at family Christmas until I was 19, but the boys, everyone gets going with their families and the family parties are always fantastic. And like, I I love them more than anything, but you just spend so much time with those people over like the three days, even leading up to Christmas. And that party always breaks up around eight or nine o'clock. And that's when, at least in Windsor, Treehouse starts firing. So the boys know that's the place to go. And Christmas and the holidays is time for family and friends. So it's, it's great to link up on Christmas Day and go out for a couple of drinks. I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, if you're telling me that your holidays are wrapping up at around 8 or 9, yeah, I guess so. I'm coming from a family that dinner lasts 7 hours and a half. And we're not out of there till 1 o'clock out of there eating. So I don't really have much time for anything else. Well, you're having those good Italian 15 course meals where for me it's everything kind of comes out of the oven at once and pig away give some gifts and then uh off to the races that's pretty much it from there eh because i even exactly. google searched it dude i google searched people going out on christmas because i didn't believe you guys i thought you guys were all sick in the head well actually the biggest bar night of the year is the night before thanksgiving is it yeah it's the most busy night because everyone knows they have that day and the weekend off it's the busiest bar night of the year Shoot. But even Christmas, I saw that Christmas was up there on one of the best nights to go out. I was like, who the hell's going out on Christmas? I know. Well, not this year, obviously, but we made do with what we had. Well, yeah. But what's going on, man? Talk to me. What's happening out there? Nothing. Just got back out West, kind of settled back in. Obviously, yesterday, just getting reorganized, got to restock the shelves. Groceries were pretty depleted, (laughs) but getting COVID air travel was a little interesting. So... Uh, that was fun to experience. Yeah. What was that like? Well, we're all social distancing everywhere in the world, but all of a sudden you get on an airplane and you just get to rub el- elbows with everybody. So uh, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny. And I like uh, when they call for zone three, everyone just immediately stands up and races and is all shoulder to shoulder before we even get on the plane. So yeah, no one cares. Uh, nothing's no one cares. changed there. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Once that zone three gets called, no one gives. But I've been, uh, I've been kind of pondering about something the last few days. Go for it. You have an older sister who, is she engaged or married or? No, not engaged nor married. Okay. But she lives with her boyfriend, correct? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So my sister married and hopefully at some point we're going to be expecting grandchildren, not to put pressure on my family, but I'm just saying at some point, cause now my cousins have had kids and whatnot and all these events that surround a baby, I feel like don't really appeal to the men that have to go to it. Not necessarily the father, but if I get dragged to my cousin's first birthday or second birthday, stuff like that, like I'm just not really into it, you know? Mm -hmm. And the girls are like, oh, we get to get them all these gifts. And, And they're so young, they don't even know what's going on. And they just, they get the clothes, they grow out of them in three weeks and that's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I realized the other day, I think the reason guys are like this is because we don't want to deal with years one to six or one to seven or eight. We want that kid when he gets on the baseball field or <laughs> in the hockey rink or when he's 16 and he's asking someone for beer. Like we want to be that uncle. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it's pretty obvious that you're looking for a he here because you've only used male terminology for, <laughs> for referring to this kid. But you know what though? I think it changes once you have the kid too, dude. I don't disagree. Once you have the kid, I guarantee you ages one to six, bingo, right back in the mix. You're dialed in. Because me right now thinking about it, yeah, okay, I would be lying if I said I didn't want to have a boy and I didn't want him to play sports. But I think once that kid comes along, I think it's a totally different ballgame. I'm not even talking about me. I'm talking about a niece or a nephew. That's true too. I I just want to be a cool uncle. Like that's all I need. (laughs) Yeah, and the baby's not going to know if you're a cool uncle or not. Exactly. He'll know at 16 when I roll in with a 24 pack of Bud Light. So (laughs) he's going to be like, who is this giant guys? Get this guy away from me. But anyways, Riggs 2020 was one for the making, man. With COVID and everything that happened, COVID, Kobe, Trump, so much crap. I think that people are taking it one of two ways. You got the people that have put their feet up for the last, what, eight months, nine months since it happened. And then you got the people that are like, all right, COVID took away my job and they ran with it. And now they've started their own business, making millions on Instagram, TikTok. Don't even get me started on TikTok. So there's two totally different ways of looking at it. You got people going for their passions and people making excuses. What's your take on it, Rick? Yeah, well, I think at the start, right? We were all kind of told there was a 14 day quarantine and everyone was like, oh, it's perfect. Like two weeks off work. Like it is what it is. And then it just slowly started growing. And I don't know when it clicked for me that, it was like not coming to an end probably like six weeks in i was like just tell me when it's over and then (laughs) i'm ready to go because i can't i couldn't do the predicting or oh it's gonna be done in a month it's gonna be done in two months and even throughout the summer i think everyone knew once the cold weather came it was going to be a disaster again based on the science and what at least the media was portraying to us so that's exactly what we got but no there's there was two completely different ways to go and you know a lot of people kind of fell into that rut And a lot of people were in a situation likely with their job where they had no other option, which is super unfortunate for, for everyone. But like I say, you're kind of in control of everything. And maybe if you ended up losing your job, it was almost a sign that it was time to tie up your boots and get to work on something that like, you know, really meant something to you. Yeah. And that's, that's the big thing is that I've seen way more people now either one, not do anything and say, oh, I got to wait till COVID's done and and they're just sitting down watching TV or two have gone the other route. And I've seen way more podcasts come out now, exhibit A, Instagram accounts, influencing accounts, just totally different jobs that I never knew existed. 
And I admire those people. Those people have taken COVID and said, all right, screw it. I'm doing my own thing. I think funny enough, we fall into both of those groups. I think at the start, we were just waiting for it to pass with this. We're like, oh, we'll get started after COVID. And then it kept going. And by the end of summer, we were looking at each other and just saying, it's now or never. We got to pull the trigger now or never. Because if we keep putting it off, it's just never going to happen. I never thought about it like that. That's actually a really cool way of looking at it. But like, I feel like COVID's making people weird. Has it not made us weird? Do you not remember three months ago when we were doing TikToks in my driveway and that would have never happened if we weren't in quarantine or shutdown? Yeah, and obviously TikTok's an interesting one for us because that has swallowed up the older age group as TikTok refers to us if we were born in the mid to late 90s. But it's crazy. All of a sudden you got older people just on these apps, just dancing away. And it's kind of funny. And that's just how a lot of people were coping with it because there was nothing else to do. And what else were we supposed to do? You can only build so many puzzles. And then you had this new app (laughs) at a chance to go viral. And I'd be surprised to see the numbers of the amount of people that because of quarantine ended up becoming TikTok famous. I definitely know a local trio, the Manchurik triplets. They went to high school in Tecumseh and I played hockey with one of them. And they now, I believe, have 4 million followers on TikTok. And I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they didn't start on TikTok until quarantine started. They still live here? They might live in Toronto now that they're doing all this TikTok stuff, but they literally found out they had a niche and they just, they went to it and they committed to it and they're doing fantastic now. Yeah, they blew up, eh? I remember I was following them at like 60,000 followers and I was like, wow. And then they got to 100K and I was like, wow. And now 4 million just seems like, that number's not even going to matter in a year because they're going to be at eight or 10 million. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. TikTok blew up this year because of this reason. I can't forget when we were in the driveway doing that blinded by the lights video. Yeah. Whatever the weekend song is. Yeah. Yeah, The weekend song. (laughs) We're out in the driveway. We come inside after we're doing this stupid video and we see on my neighbor's Instagram story that he recorded us doing it in the driveway. And my neighbor is like the biggest, most intimidating dude. He's literally a bunch of beef tenderloins put together because he's an absolute jack show. Just shredded. Shredded. And deezed. And we see it on his uh, Instagram story and we were like, oh my God, just kill me. (laughs) That was a a humbling moment. And I had to seriously step back and reevaluate what I was doing because I was getting lots of messages from people. Just say like, oh, did you see it? I was like, oh, damn it. Because he's got like 300,000 followers on Oh, uh, dude, yeah, yeah. I don't know if anybody uh, knows the guy, Fuad Abiyad. I don't even know him that well. But the guy is just a brick shit house. I'll tell you that for free. Riggs, we're going to go on to the five questions now. So we've got a little lightning round. We're going to go through five questions, asking each other about 2020 and what we've taken from 2020, what we regret. So Rig, first question. A habit that you picked up in 2020 that made you better. Go for it. Shoot. This one's directly from being in lockdown. As soon as I got into lockdown, I asked a buddy if I could borrow an old guitar he had. And you kind of, I've mentioned it before that you've kind of put me down the guitar path and show me what you can do with a year. And I've been playing for nine months now. And by no means am I great, but I really enjoy playing. And it's such a good way for me to express myself creatively which is something that I've never really done before. I've never been a a writer or a drawer or played an instrument to any serious capacity. So even just having that relief, like it's just, it's nice to just sit down and and 
play for an hour or two and no one else listens to it. So it's fine, but I really enjoy it. And hopefully in five years, people are going to say, wow, like he's actually good. And I'm going to have COVID to thank for that. So yeah, you're getting better already too. Like, let, let's be honest here. What's your uh, most recent hit on the go? Uh, Ooh La La by The Faces. Yeah. It's not a Kenny Chesney song. No, it's not. I actually got, wow. I got Flora Bama going to which is Kenny Chesney. It's all easy chords. So I'm buzzing through that. Cause what, the, like the first six or seven songs you learned were Kenny Ches, were they not? Yeah, I, definitely more than half of my repertoire is Kenny Chesney. And <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. That's what I like to play. So that's what I play. <laughs> what about you dude you know what dude i'd have to honestly say best habit i picked up was my morning routine i got that dialed down now so i wake up every morning i got five or six things that i do every morning but the one main thing that i gotta give credit to is the cold showers man you're still hammering them hammering them every day why you're not uh i i did today but i i catch myself slipping a lot there's just something about that warm water that life might be too short for only cold showers. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the debate that's going on in my head. But now ever since COVID came, dude, I've been ripping cold showers. I crack it until the water can just barely come out and I hop in and I'm not going to lie. It sucks and I hate it. But then after you get out of there, then it's a different ball game. And then you're just ready to rock. You do feel amazing. It is quite the transformation when you actually just get through it. And I don't know about you, but like when I do it consistently for a while, I actually don't even feel it anymore. It's just a shower. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to get out of here now. Shortens your shower to like three minutes, but perfect. Get everything done, get out of there and you're absolutely recharged. And I've noticed big time is that when I don't do it, let's say I go a day without showering. Weird, gross. (laughs) Um, If I go a day without doing it, dude, I feel like a complete milk bag. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I can I'm see I'm telling you, man. I, I had to do it right now before this episode because I just felt off. I felt like crap, and I know why. Yeah. Just tightens everything up. I like that. Yeah. I'm into that. What was your biggest regret of 2020? Ooh, okay. Question number two. My biggest regret in 2020, it's got to be that I lost touch with my buddies. I was able to get really, really tight with my family, which I'm really, really happy about. But over the last nine months... What does it take to make a simple FaceTime call? What does it take to make a simple call to the guys and just see what's going on? I just lost complete touch with the guys. And that's something that I regret. Although different things came to fruition because of it, my girlfriend, more time with her, more time with my fam. I just completely lost touch and a sense for the guys. And uh, yeah, I miss them big time. And that would be for me the biggest regret for 2020 for sure. Yeah, but that's hard. It's just with being limited in what you can do, like you really have to make decisions. And honestly, if you're hanging out in the wrong situation and there's issues with possibly getting sick and you're worried about your parents and you don't want to transfer it to them or your grandparents. So I think everyone's kind of getting a free pass this year for that stuff, but just don't let it happen when this is all over. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Hold me to it. eh? Oh God. Um, but how about for you Riggs? What's uh, what's the biggest regret 2020? Mine's a little bit more simple than that. I'll never forget this feeling. I was driving across the top of Lake Superior through Ontario. And on my road trip, there was a car pulled over on the side of the road and there was two people swimming. When you're up there on a nice sunny day in the middle of August and the sun is beaten down, the water looks crystal clear. Lake Superior just looks like an ocean. And I didn't pull over and go dive in the water with them. And that was one of my only regrets from that entire road trip, but definitely is my biggest regret of the year that I just didn't 
impulsively just stop. I had nowhere to be and just go take a, take a nice dip. Cause it did look beautiful. So maybe I'll try and hit it on the way back or, uh, at another time. Why was it so important to you to hop into that lake? Like why that one? It just, the water just looks so refreshing. It was a beautiful day. And on my road trip, I was just kind of saying like, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do. And I wanted to do it. And then I didn't pull over. Cause when you're going 90 mm. or hundred, I had five to 15 seconds to make the decision. And I was like, Oh, I want to do it. And then I just bailed on it. And I actually almost turned around up the road, but I ended up <laughs> making sure I didn't make that mistake again. There was a couple more times there was cars pulled over and I made sure I went and dove in. Yeah. You had to at that point, man, I got a funny story regarding that actually. So we just did a recent trip to Banff and you actually did the same trip basically a week later. And my goal going into Banff was to go into every one of those ice cold lakes because one of my buddies told me, no, you can't swim in that water. Like it's glacier water, whatever. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it, dude. So I told him I'm going to go into every lake I see over there. So we go and it's a group of us. And I told the group of guys that we went with that we're going in every lake we see. Well, I didn't realize that one of the guys has this severe allergy. It's called cold urticaria. Nice. And it's a severe allergy to cold water and just the cold. So he's seeing us going in, into these ice cold lakes and he's finally like, okay, screw this. Like I want to go. So he comes in immediately to the hospital. <laughs> oh, we, okay. We didn't take him to the hospital, but we absolutely should have. He had an allergic reaction. I'm talking, he was almost KO'd on the boardwalk outside Lake Louise because of it. That's not ideal. You're a <laughs> no. good friend. Yeah. Yeah. Shitty guy. All right. Moving on. Number three. 2020 motto, Rig. What is it? Uh, for me, it's kind of just like my like life motto, but I, it sticks with me. Is it's just yeah. keep living. I originally like started following that motto when I started following Daniel Norris, Tiger's pitcher. Yeah, honestly, really liked his like Instagram and everything. And I know it's cheesy to say, but just looked like he was living a life that like I want to live, and just super chill dude. Rips around in the Volkswagen van, all that, and. Yeah, I just adopted that. And then now, especially even after reading McConaughey's book, not even realizing that's kind of like his motto too. So just kind of sticks with me every day. And I guess that's my 2020 motto. Hmm. Now, is Daniel Norris, can you give me a little update on him? What's going on with him? Is he still playing professional baseball? Is he just living out of a van? What's going on? Yeah, no, he played for the Tigers this year. I think he had issues in Toronto when he was living out of the van. I think they were like, listen, you live in a house during the season. Off season, do whatever you want. But right now you're living in an apartment or something. But he's a grinder. He's a good pitcher. I've, I've seen him pitch twice, I think. And I uh, tried to buy one of his jerseys, but they don't really sell pitchers jerseys at the Tigers game. It's a little confusing there. My boy, Ryan Blevins, probably going to cut me up on my baseball knowledge, but I'm not a big X's and O's and stats guy. I'm more of yeah. a uh, just like who I like. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, I remember him getting a lot of flack for that season and that he was living out of a van inside Toronto, which I don't know how that works, but no idea. go for it. What do you got for 2020? Man, 2020, I was stuck between... I had to go back to the old Drake song, man. I had to go, you only live once. I don't know why it was sticking out to me because there were a few instances this year where I lost a few coworkers of mine. And that's why I'm bringing it up. I just remember the next day coming to work and knowing that these guys weren't having breakfast with us that morning, weren't taking that first breath when they wake up. And I just always thought, man, we got one shot. Hmm. We got one shot. And that's why I'm always jealous that you took that shot when you were younger, you went for your dream, wanted to play pro hockey, and you did. You did it. You know, I went for the safe route, and now it's like, uh-uh. 
I'm trying other shit now. Well, that's what, that's what I mean, man. You just get these young and healthy guys. Right. And it kind of puts your life into perspective. And that's obviously a very like powerful message that you, you took from that, but we can't take every day for granted because you never know when you're not going to get another one. So I, I I'm into that. I, I like the YOLO. I love it. Yeah. I thought it made sense, man. Especially the few colleagues that I lost this year, they were guys that were so in line and so structured, had everything in place for the safe road ahead. And it just, it just didn't happen. That to me scares the living crap out of me that especially something like that happens to those guys. And I'll never forget it. Sorry, kind of morbid, but we're going to be going into question four here. So Riggs, the thing you miss most from pre-COVID, from pre-lockdown, from pre-quarantine, what's the thing you miss most? I don't want to say freedom because that's too vague, but <laughs> just hanging with people, being social, that's taken a huge toll on, I think, a lot of us. And we're naturally social creatures. So when we're out there and we're trying to meet people and be social, it's difficult. I never thought there was going to be a time where it was illegal to hang out with my buddies, but you know, that's what it's really come to. What a bomb to drop. Yeah. No. So it's scary. And we have to like consider that that's our reality right now. And hopefully it's not like that for too long, just to not worry about hugging my grandma, my parents, or even just going and seeing buddies and not worrying about putting other people at risk, like their health. That's the biggest thing I've taken from it. I got to imagine you're somewhere similar, but if you got something else, lay it on me. Well, first of all, to get back to your point, it should be illegal to hang out with a few of your friends in general (laughs) on a normal day basis. For me, pretty similar to you, man. I was going more specific and you mentioned it. I miss a solid hug with the boys. I'm not lying. Like one of those, you know, when you get that connection, the hands are in, dude, get the hug going. I don't know why. Little bro love. Yeah, bro hug. And I haven't had one of those in nine months. Even those moments that I know we always talk about it. That moment when you're hanging out with your friend group, your girlfriend, whoever it is, your fam. And you kind of get that out of body experience because you're so present and you're just like, shit, I love these guys. You know what I mean? You just pull yourself back and you're like, this is sweet. Uh, I want to keep doing this. Let's keep doing this. No, hundred percent can happen anywhere. I know exactly that feeling and you're just chilling and you're, you just think this is the life because there's no worries at that point. Everyone's just chilling. Everyone's happy. It seems that there's no problems in the world and that would be a nice euphoric state to get back to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Traveling I'm sure is one for both of us that we both miss. I don't know about you because you're basically traveling all the time now. Yeah. I definitely miss what my goals for this year were definitely got halted like many people's did for 2020. But now all of a sudden it's just, again, it's one of those things where it's not allowed and who knows when like the last time you ever do something and that's scary. Imagine we were just never able to go overseas again. And I missed my opportunity before 25, which is a super scary thought. You never been overseas Briggs? No, I've never been outside North America. No way. Yeah, Mexico, U.S., and Canada. That's all I'm rocking. Damn. I know. Where would be the first place you go? I think if I could choose anywhere tomorrow, Australia. Nice. Solid pick. Love it. Yeah. Why? To my understanding, it's just a way more chill, laid-back Canada, U.S., where I think Europe, there's a super culture shift where all of a sudden breakfast becomes a croissant and then you don't eat till four. And it's like, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that life. I just do love the summer and I love the ocean. And I think Australia just speaks to all of that. So 
It is, dude. Probably the best experience I've had. So uh, I can vouch for that for sure. You know what I even miss, dude, is hostels. Hostels are weird. Have you ever stayed in one? Uh, I actually stayed in one in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Come on. Yeah. How was that? It was cool. I thought it was going to be an upgrade from sleeping in my car. But to be honest, there was zero airflow in the cubby I was in. Yeah. It was the worst sleep, I think, of my entire 30-day <laughs> trip or like 35-day trip. So... I thought that was really funny, even though the place was great and it gave me an opportunity to recharge and like chill on the couch and have internet access and just kind of like reground myself. I got to have a shower that day. It was fantastic. But there was only one other person staying in the room. I like to believe in the best in people, but it is kind of like concerning when you just leave a bunch of stuff in a room with random people. Oh, hell yeah. Because when you start getting up into like a 12 bed dorm, most of the people are pretty much you're safe with. But there's always that one guy that's picking his feet and doing some weird shit in the corner and you never know what the hell is going on dude but that's why i love hostels i love hostels because of that guy that's got <laughs> bunions he's trying to get rid of you're just like sir can you do that in the other room oh my god man dude they're hilarious and he's always trying to hang out with you and it's like oh shit dude come on <laughs> but yeah question five Riggs. something that was completely surprising from 2020 that you learned about yourself specifically from this year straight up man i'm a cool dude i am a badass <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie yeah i no way yeah i'm a badass and i love that it sounds so cheesy but i actually just fell in love with myself and realized how much value i bring to my own life and can bring to other people's lives i was just not i don't want to say not in a great spot but 2019 wasn't the greatest year for me so then to turn around into 2020 and get hit with this, it was like kind of easy if I wanted to fall into that, feel bad for myself and whatever. And I was pretty resilient through it all and kind of turned the other way. Like we talked about, there was two options to go. I didn't lose a job or anything. I'm currently still unemployed, just a student, but I really took it upon myself to take care of my health, poured a lot of time, money, and effort into not only my physical, but my mental health and I couldn't be more thankful that I've done that and how much I learned about myself and how much I know I can accomplish on my own. So that, that's a little deep, but that was a super surprising. Definitely didn't expect to learn that about myself in 2020 and appreciate myself as much as I do now. Hmm. Okay. First of all, hell of an answer. Number one, I think that's the most surprising thing I've heard in 2020 <laughs> was you calling yourself a stud. Usually, I know what's coming at me at least a little yeah. bit from you, but was not expecting that at all. Second of all, let's say we go January 1st, 2020, December 31st, 2020, end of the year. You're telling me you were in a different space, eh? Yeah, I was in a, a different spot in my life. I'd just gotten out of a long three-year relationship. Mm-hmm. I just retired from hockey six months prior to that. And January, I was gearing up to start university at 24 years old. And that was extremely intimidating to walk into a classroom full of 18 and 19 year old kids that couldn't even go buy alcohol. They're asking me to buy them alcohol. And as soon as that happened, I was like, what is going on? And one of my I, favorite stories right there, by the way, a big contributor to my quarter life crisis was, was that, but over the year, I can accept the humility of that and kind of check my ego and realize that it's actually not that big of a deal. If I just make the best of my opportunities, I'm going to be 
more than fine. Mm-hmm. That was the the biggest growth of all 2020 is just that realization of self-efficacy and just really wanting to keep pushing forward. Hmm. That's awesome. Dude, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've noticed big difference from 2020 from the beginning of the year when we were talking about thinking of doing the podcast to now. And now we're humming with this podcast. Hopefully we'll see what the audience thinks. Yeah. Don't forget to like and subscribe everybody. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. You threw it in there. Oh man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Riggs. What about you, my dude? What's something surprising that you learned about yourself? Okay. I'll take you back to the first day I kind of opened my mouth and let the vocals go. It was for that video I did for my Nona and I kind of shocked myself with it. I know I shocked you because you were messaging me right after about it, but yeah, I got the guitar going just like you said. I surprised myself when I uh, sang outside of my Nona's balcony there, kind of cheesy, kind of a simp, but what are you going to (laughs) do? Now, did you, do you think you surprised yourself after you sang or do you think you surprised yourself because of the feedback you got and everyone was like, yo, dude, you're actually legit. I mean, I think a little bit of both because to be honest, in high school, I'd always look at the plays and be like, okay, no, I got basketball practice. I'm not doing this play. Yeah, I know Troy Bolton, okay? No, I'm not a Troy, okay? Stud, but I'm no Troy. <laughs> um, going past it, I was always like, man, I should have freaking sang a tune. So 20 freaking four hits. What do I do? Go outside of my Nona's balcony and belt a song for her. Then I get a couple comments, a couple good ones, a couple bad ones. Who knows? 100,000 views on TikTok and uh, you're off to the races. Frick, man. Dude, I'm telling you, COVID made people weird. Got me on the talk. I know. We love that. And uh, (laughs) no, you really did surprise me with that. I'm not going to lie. So I'm happy we both surprised each other with uh, our big surprises that we surprised ourselves with. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That is true. Riggs. Moving on to 2021, is there something that you learned from 2020 that you want to take into 2021 that can get you right on the right path? I think my biggest thing for goal setting for 2021 based on 2020 is to set my goals higher. Hmm. I, I think I could achieve a lot of stuff I set my mind to and you really just got to put pen to paper it becomes tangible. And if you look at it, you don't have to look at it every day, but look at it every couple months and be like, oh, where am I on that? And if all of a sudden nothing's scratched off, you got to put on yourself to in the next maybe month, start scratching some of that stuff off. And I just think I need to set my goals a little bit higher and maybe a few more. I think I'm big on more smaller goals. And I think you're kind of the opposite. You like few big goals. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing we disagree on, but it's the way it is. Talk to me. So 2021, I know you're a big bucket list guy. Do you have a bunch of shit that you want to accomplish? Some of the stuff that's on this list is, I I have 15 things right now, but some of it's bucket list stuff, like learn to sail. Mm. I love the water. I love being on the water. And I think learning to sail would just give me like a lot more proficiency in knot tying and understanding the way the wind and everything works out on the water. And I think that would just be like a huge asset to me on the water at any time especially if I ever got in a pickle or a motor dies or something, if I'm, even if I'm not on a sailboat, I don't know if that's possible. But, <laughs> um, and then just like some physical goals, some stuff I know I can push myself. I, a goal I set in 2020 was to run two marathons. I didn't run a marathon and I was sitting there probably a month ago and I said, well, I didn't run a marathon. Like, I guess I can't and there's none scheduled, but I don't need to run an organized marathon. I just need to run a marathon. And mm-hmm. 
there's 26.2 miles, lots of places in the world where I could have ran and lots of places in Canada. And I didn't, I ran a few halves, but now I've doubled my goal for 2020. So now I'm going to try and run or 2021. So I'm going to try and run four, one every quarter in 2021. And that's hopefully going to push me just to kind of accelerate my running abilities. And that's kind of chasing a long goal. I do eventually want to qualify for the Boston marathon. And I know that's still a three or four years away from where I'm at, but I'm playing the long game with that one. And I know just putting the miles on is, is definitely going to help. Hmm. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. No, you said it best when you said there's millions of marathons out there. You just got to pick which ones you're running, right? <laughs> exactly. So now before we go here, we wanted to leave you guys off with, take a look back at 2020, take a look back at your year. And if it was shitty, if it was great, whatever way that you want to look at it, but reflect on one thing that you missed out on. Maybe one passion that you didn't try one itch that you didn't scratch. And take a look into 2021 and think about why you haven't started it and why you're going to start it tomorrow or today, whenever you're going to do it, but just put the pen to the paper. Like Greg was saying, get your passion going, get whatever you want to do. If you're at a job that you dislike, or if you're just not on the path that you want to be on, why not start today? Start this week, whatever you want to do, make it happen now and make 2021 not like it was in 2020. What do you think here, Riggs? No, I'm dead on that. I think there's there's no excuses. We've been through the 2020 ringer. We understand what our limitations are. So basically that's our new normal for now, at least. And until someone tells you different, you have to live in that mindset where I'm going to make it work with this normal. And you know, I know the big thing, especially for the gyms is January. Like let's get to the gym. Everyone get in shape. That's when the gym's biggest months are. And if you're going to the gym, this is a message to stay on it. And to keep pushing because this is when people are going to start falling off and just do whatever you can hundred percent and just give it because you will be shocked when you look back. Like when I look back at myself in March, when I started playing that guitar and you told me I could play like I can today, which still isn't very good. I would have said you're lying. <laughs> so yeah. that's my biggest takeaway and you make it tangible and you hold yourself accountable. And I think everyone would be really surprised at what they can get out of themselves. Rig, great having you back on the show. You're always going to be on the show. You're my co-host. Until next time, guys. Cheers. Stop treating me like a guest. <laughs> now I'm shaking off the rush. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Quarter Life Crisis podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode and listening to us bozos talk about absolutely zero. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at theqlcguys.com, except for the fact that that's not true. There's no .com. Just do you.